Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Soulful of Sunshine podcast. My name is Rachel, and I'm going to be talking to you guys today about the upcoming Hunter Moon, which is tomorrow, I believe. Oh, shoot. Today, tomorrow, same thing. Um, Before I dive into this episode, I wanted to say thank you guys so much for reaching out and telling me that you guys are listening to the podcast and you have been sending me messages, telling me your stories and giving me, you know, feedback. It, it warms my heart more than you could ever realize. And it's the reason that, you know, keeps me going and makes me want to continue seeing what this road has to offer. I've been really itching and dying to freaking sit down and try to get some more episodes recorded and uploaded, but as usual, it's one thing after another in my life, it seems like anyways. Uh, I thought I was like all prepared and ready to go last week, and then out of nowhere, I woke up a week ago today, and my voice was gone. Like I felt fine, but my it was weird. I was scratchy. I sounded like a teenage boy going through puberty or something. It's still not all the way back. So I'm sorry if I sound screechy or scratchy. I have been drinking hot tea and I got to tell you, I think I am an old person now. I feel like an old person that I didn't realize this shit was so good. Um, like the herbal tea and like the, what is it? I don't know. Whatever I have now is the throat tea, but put a little bit of sugar in it, a little bit of honey in it. And it's fabulous. So, and it really freaking works. It helps with your voice too, which I, I was, I don't know. I don't know why I was so against it forever, but it's really good. If you haven't tried some warm tea in the morning or nighttime or during the day, you should try it. I'm usually like a soda drinker, um, caffeine, all day usually, but I don't know. This tea just might get me to the other side. But anyways, at the end of this episode, I'm going to, well, either the end of this episode or I might do it at the end of my next episode, you know, just to ramble on and talk about all the shit in my life going on right now, just so y'all don't feel so bad. (laughs) Um, or just talk about whatever randomly pops into my head. But Let's see. Yeah. Either the end of this or tomorrow's. So for you nervous Nellies out there that want to be up in my business, ha, just kidding. Kind of. But, um, at the end of this episode though, I will be closing in with doing a couple, like just a couple decks just to see what cards pop out. There's two decks in particular that have been staring at me since I started preparing for this episode a week ago. So obviously somebody listening to this needs to hear whatever messages come through. And this does not like time sensitive either. You could be listening to this in April, May, whatever. Something could have happened to you in April or May. I don't know why I feel so stuck on April or May, but we'll find out. So without further ado, all right this okay well let me just back up for a second or pause if you have not yet go outside and look at the moon it is so freaking beautiful and so big and so in your face and just maybe i'm just like a maybe i'm partial just because i love this kind of stuff but 
it just is beautiful and it's you can like feel it like humming almost at you if you pay attention to it and really really look at it and you know just connect with it and feel it let it you know i'm gonna shiver just talking about it <laughs> like let it trickle down on you and absorb into your dna absorb into your soul absorb into those aches and pains and traumas and all that fun stuff uh Okay, back to track here. Um, what I write in my journal here. So, okay, well, this moon it it tends to look more colorful and bigger because it is um it's like the way that the Earth is tilted right now and the reflections from the atmosphere at this particular time of the year. It's um, well, I can't speed along here. Oh, here we go. I apologize for the yawns already. Okay. The this hunter, not nah, yeah, the hunter moon is also called the travel moon or the wine moon because it's, you know, been historically shown or written about that this is the time where the grapes are plump enough for collecting. It's also called the singing moon and that is because you know, they used to have festivals and it involved singing, obviously, but the Celts used this full moon to mark the time before Samhain and it's considered to be a blessing. You should, well, they used to use this time to collect crops and to throw huge parties with singing and dancing and drinking. Uh, okay, side note, before... I continue on with my other whatever stuff I want to talk about this next episode that I swear to God, I will freaking get recorded and uploaded tomorrow because I just have to. I don't know why I feel the freaking urge and like importance to get this tomorrow, but tomorrow's episode will be about Samhain and what it is and you know, along with Halloween and ancestors and ghosts and other spooky stuff and other, other shit that I feel like you guys really need to hear in one way, shape or form, but back on track here, the last but not least thing that this moon is also called is the blood moon. And it's also this year's only blood moon. This blood moon is uh, it's like an even more specific term for when the eclipse or when an eclipse happens to occur when the moon is as close as it is to earth all year round. It's also called a perigee. I think I could be wrong. Don't come after me. But that word, it's meaning super full moon. And it occurs on the 28th of October and it's rising in the headstrong sign of Taurus. So that means it brings fierce shifts that could cause rifts in our sense of security as we try to keep a fair balance between our hearts and our minds. And this moment is all about finding the confidence to let go of what needs to be let go of and make sure that our needs are met and that we are getting out of our comfort zones. You know, this moon represents our inner world and a full moon brings about shifts in our emotions and thoughts. So 
it's a very, very, very important time to really reflect and go inward and think about what you want and what you don't want and what you deserve and what you don't deserve and what you are passionate about, you know, as the alternative. It's, I mean, this is probably honestly one of my favorite full moons of the year. I have no clue why, but I think it's just because it's got those like witch bitch vibes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But back to the hunter's moon. It like back in the day in native times, it was like this full moon indicated the beginning of hunting season. So the tribes used to you know, go hunting and they would gather meat in preparation for the cold winter. And this year's hunter moon is coinciding with obviously, like I just said, the partial lunar eclipse for the blood moon. And it's going to begin at 2.01 p.m. on the 28th. And then the, well, it's already, I think, is it done? I can't keep track. Anyways, a little side note on eclipses. They, they come in pairs. So the energy, oh, how ironic is that? I wrote down. So the energy of this cycle began in April. Didn't I just say that? April or May? Uh, but with a solar eclipse on the new moon resetting any energy patterns. And then that was followed by the lunar eclipse moon huh, on May. That's weird. Resetting emotional patterns. So solar eclipses are basically like a reset in the energy field or the, you know, configurations, whereas a lunar eclipse are culminations of emotional cycles that have run their course and they're both encouraged to, and like they both encourage us to let go of emotions and attachments that are no longer serving us. And so, well, so that we are able to evolve and grow and release and heal what needs to be healed and done and released and do something new. A lunar eclipse can be extremely powerful. It's definitely a time for cleansing those emotional waters and setting intentions and renewing yourself, rejuvenation for the upcoming months. And because of the energetic styles of this upcoming lunar eclipse, well, this app happening right now, it um, tends to extend through like the period of the next three months after this event. So yeah. Well, the good thing about these though is that it's generally an energy and a feeling and a like little hunch that you can trust the direction that your gut is guiding you in or the universe is guiding you in or whatever you want to call it. Eclipses can bring, you know, bring about events in your life that are a part of your cosmic plan, your soul blueprint, your whatever you want to call it. But it's not necessarily that the eclipse makes something happen in your life. It's that you have the ability to see things more clearly than you have before. So this is a very, very important time to reflect on your life and let go of what you need to let go of and move on, move forward. Just let go trust the universe, trust yourself. Like if anything else, if you think all of this is a crock of shit, listen to your gut. It will not fail you. It may get a little bit bumpy right away, but I mean, it'll be smooth sailing after that. 
it's always, always, always going to be worth it when you, I mean, take that time. And I know I probably sound like, uh, I don't know what the word I was just thinking of. I just drew a blank. Um, I don't know. I know I say this shit all the time and I feel like I kind of repeat myself, but I cannot like say it enough that, you know, we all signed up to have hard times. We all signed up to have devastating things happen to us. I know it sounds batshit crazy. I know a lot of people are still in the denial phase or the like tiptoeing around like you feel it and you know that there's more out there you know that like maybe myself and people like myself maybe we're on to something maybe we you know someone know what we're talking about or are at least optimistic about you bettering yourself and healing yourself because it helps us heal ourselves but it's just very important I don't know I'm gonna stop talking now about that okay Anyways, the spiritual meaning of this blood moon is the opening of the path to exploring what is often referred to as our darker side, our feminine side. It's when our emotions like rage or shame or grief, you know, the emotions that are really not widely acknowledged in our culture or not allowed to exist, but they exist. Excuse me. So before the dawn of science, a red moon was seen as a bad omen. In the Christian Bible, it's referred to as, among other things, a a sign of an apocalypse, basically. But it also symbolizes, you know, other themes besides religious ones. It's because it's a full moon. A blood moon represents a tide of change and cleansing. And although the moon may look angry in a shade of like a burnt red, it actually symbolizes positive change that, you know, will be, can be, should be carried out further in the time to come. So because this moon represents a lunar eclipse, it symbolizes a time to reset emotions, reset everything, let go of emotional baggage and move on, move forward, keep on trucking without looking back. It, you know, signifies and, you know, hints to us that it's a time of healing. Like we can align ourselves with the natural rhythms of the universe and find greater peace and fulfillment in our lives. So I would say that's pretty damn important. Uh, Okay. But then again, like I say, oh, let's heal and let go and do this and do that. I know. Trust me. I know anxieties will heighten like a motherfucker right now. And, you know, you could have sleep problems. You could have like sleepless nights or still feel super, super groggy and tired when you wake up in the morning. Your dreams could be very vivid. Um, Your emotions could fluctuate. You could be having ascension symptoms, flu-like symptoms, moodiness, exhaustion, just short-tempered, just feeling kind of out of it and in a funk. So the best way to counteract all of that is to get grounded. Ground yourself, please, dear God. Ground yourself. Keep, you know, keep healing and protective crystals like 
um, like amethyst or black tourmaline, keep it near you and it blocks the negative sentiments from entering our orb and you know, meditating, connecting with ourselves on a soulful level can allow us to be at peace in the chaos. Start journaling. I know I say that also all the freaking time, but you know, journaling your thoughts and your feelings is a a friggin' beautiful way to help temper your moods and also release any of the stresses and worries that are within us. You know, we're not necessarily meant to keep those journals and go back and read all of the horrible things you're going through. It's sometimes meant to write it all down so you can take that weight off of your shoulders and take it off of your chest so you can breathe. Light it on fire, put it in water, bury it out in your yard, um, rip it up and put it in a plant you know, your inside or outside plant, put it under your pillow. You can literally do whatever you want. Just incorporate one of the elements, set intention and boom, there you go. You'll be a witch before you even know it. It's that simple, literally. You could also do a therapeutic bath with Epsom salts or flowers like roses or lavender. You know, obviously it's a great idea to try to relax your body and relax your mind and relax your aura and doing that, you know, can not only help with your anxiety, but it can be, you know, physically helpful, beneficial, as well as mentally. Eclipses are, I mean, they're powerful times and it can alter our lives. So, you know, we can either find our most authentic calling or we can just ignore it and just keep doing what we're doing and let me know how that goes for you if that's the route you want to take. It's all going to be good or bad depending on the effort you put into it. So, you know, wouldn't you want to be able to like, like step back into a different perspective and be able to see people and situations from a different perspective, you know, so that you can see who they are and what they are and, you know, do they add to your life or do they take from your life? Do they add your happiness or do they rob you of your happiness? Do you want to keep them around or is it time to let them go? The choice is ultimately yours. And if you aren't sure or if you're feeling indecisive, that is okay. It's like you you cannot expect to just like click, you know, snap your fingers and everything's going to just poof. Like all the people that are shitty in your life, they're, they ain't going nowhere. You have to put the work in and it takes a while. You know, it's like I'm trying to think of like a, a way to explain this easier. Um, basically when you give your when you give access to your energy and when you don't block yourself and when you don't protect yourself or shield yourself or just set any type of boundaries, people get really, really used to leeching onto you. And maybe they don't even realize it, honestly. It's just the way it is. I mean, if you are an empath or if you are a, a healer or just a kind, sensitive person that, you know, means well and goes out of their way, good or bad. However, it's really easy for people to cling to you and expect things of you and assume and 
that's not okay. I mean, for some people, it is okay. You know, certain relationships, certain friendships, certain family, whatever the case may be. However, you have to be willing, I guess, to figure out and establish, you know, healthy boundaries and who in your life needs to go and who needs to stay. And you just, because if somebody has to go, that doesn't mean you have to go and literally cut them out of your life. You can just go slow, take a step back, you know, reel or back in a little bit yourself to the universe is what I mean. Not the, not the energy vampire. (laughs) Um, just kind of take a step back maybe don't answer so many phone calls or so many text messages or be so willing to just up and help anybody. You can be busy and you can take time to do things that you want to do by yourself or with the people that you love. Really, it doesn't matter. Either way, whatever makes you happy. But I do suggest taking time though alone, like completely alone. Your animals are okay because they're just for babies. But yeah, you are only going to get the outcome that you desire if you are putting the work into it and putting the work into it, like taking a bubble bath. Is that really, really, if you guys can't handle that, then you're just not ready. And that's okay. Maybe you'll never be ready. I mean, everybody is different. Everybody is here for a reason. Everybody's trauma is different. Everybody. And it's a scary, scary world that we're living in right now. And it's really easy to get sucked up in fear mode or work mode or just complete and utter exhaustion every single day. It's just bonkers and myself included. Sometimes I have to like stop and just like, Rachel, calm the fuck down, slow the fuck down. Like it's going to be all right. Sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't, but Either way, I try and I'm conscious of it. And I tell the universe, okay, thank you for like telling me I need to sit the fuck down basically, which I honestly think that's probably why I lost my voice last week because I was just trying to do too much. And I did a little vendor thing, you know, last weekend and I just like did like a couple little readings or whatever. And then I, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get my friggin' podcast ready. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the universe is like, no, you are not. No, you're, see, <laughs> how ironic. No, you're not. <laughs> My voice screeched like a mother. Okay. Anyways, you can journal, bubble bath, meditate. Uh, what else did I write in here? Basically, just pay attention. Pay attention to what is being exposed so that you are able to make an informed assessment and, you know, a decision that you really, really want and need rather than just reacting impulsively. So slow and steady wins the race. Okay. I think I'm going to wrap it up here for now just because I'm sleepy time. But if I've lost you in any of that earlier and I'm speaking a foreign language, stay tuned for tomorrow. I'm so excited for this episode tomorrow. I don't, I'm like giddy like Christmas morning because it's like ancestors and ghosts and Halloween and like the history behind it. And I've done so much research and it's just so many cool things that I want to relay as well as tips and suggestions on making an altar or connecting with your ancestors or how to even go about beginning that process. Because 
I never was into that kind of thing. I always just thought it was, I don't know. I just never really thought about it, I guess. But ever since like my spiritual awakening started a few years back, I have been so drawn and so intrigued by genealogy and, you know, genetics and where we come from and the history of our blood. I mean, that we are probably most likely, don't come at me, not always, but most likely we are reincarnations of our ancestors. We are the same person. We came here, we came back, we're coming back again because we're like trying to get the experience. We're trying to, to learn what we need to learn that way we can level up and vibrate at a higher frequency and heal ourselves and heal others and raise vibration of the planet. Basically, that's just my opinion, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to do one of these decks tonight and then I'll do the other one tomorrow. And before I forget to, um, if you would rather watch me ramble on instead of just listening to this podcast episode, it will be uploaded on YouTube. And I will probably just kind of go through and skim out whatever I think the most important part of this episode is and upload that on TikTok. And then I will also probably, well, I always put them on Facebook just for my, for my people that aren't really savvy with technology or the internet or any of that stuff. But I, yeah, I just miss everybody. I'm so happy that I'm back and I feel so much better. After getting this done, I cannot even explain to you how nice it feels. Hopefully, you guys learned something or took something in from this episode. I really hope so. Because, man, I felt good doing it. Okay, so this deck that I'm doing is the Nighttime or the Nightmare Before Christmas. And, um,. Yeah, it's a brand new deck. Well, I mean, it's I got it a little bit ago, but this is the first time that I'm even using it. So let's see. Oh, crap. Damn it. They're like stiff still. Okay, we're going to do one more time. Okay. Okay. We've got the King of Potions. There's a whole bunch of cards here. I don't know if I have this too many. You know, we're going to try it one more time. One card at a time, please. Messages. Okay, they're popping out like crazy. Eleven of Candles. Uh, this is too many. I'm sorry. It's too many. Too many. Okay. There's a little bit stiff. Sorry, guys. cards are super cute. Okay. The 10 of candles and the one of, or 11 of candles. <laughs> Whole bunch of candle cards. Holy crap. Okay. I'm going to look these up in the book because to be honest with you, I'm not really sure. I mean, oh shoot. Intuitive. Yep. Universe trying to tell me something. Okay, stop shuffling is what I'm going to take it as. Okay, so the Ten of Candles is 
It tells of a current need for protection and conservation. If you're going through a challenging time, self-preservation is the name of the game. Guard your energy and resources, but remember you're not alone and don't be afraid to ask for help. Hmm. And then the next one is sometimes big responsibilities come with big accomplishments. You're succeeding and that's great. However, this means it's time to work even harder. Even if you are feeling overwhelmed and burdened, So embrace the leadership role and assign some of the workload to others. You don't have to do this all by yourself. Okay. And the last one is... This card represents someone who is full of fresh, innovative, creative ideas. He's ready to soar, but may not have yet the solid, stable foundation necessary to move forward and bring those ideas to life. Well, there you go, guys. Until tomorrow. (laughs) Thank you again. Sorry for scratching and screeching. I love you all. And until next time. Bye.